With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chills, just chills going up and down the spine right now. I mean, ah, welcome on, welcome all to a new episode of Flipping the Birds. I'm Brian Cameron alongside Eric Reese. Morgan Burkett will actually come back in here in a second. Um, and we have two special guests with us, right? You know, two guys that a lot of you should know, uh, two, two gentlemen that I'm actually a big fan of myself. Uh, we have Phil Stifle from Trending AM and DSM Media. Um, Phil, you know, I'm a big fan of your, of everybody um, on that side. And then we have on the road to victory's very own Jimmy Smith, bringing the noise as always. And like, first and foremost, first and foremost, um, <laughs> how's everybody feeling today? Ready to run just, through a wall. Just it's ready. Just ready for Sunday. Give me Sunday. I, I'm I'm so overly excited at this point that I can't sleep at night. So I'm beyond belief exhausted at this point. Yeah. Mm. I feel that, Phil. Uh, I literally, before I came on here, my girlfriend's like, you need to calm down. She's like, this is going to be like your third show in like a couple hours here. She's like, you're literally, it's bad for your health. You don't, I'm like, I can't help it. But I'm with Phil. I keep getting myself so effing amped up. I can't sleep. I wake up and literally I yell, we're going to the Super Bowl every day. And I just, I'm like, okay, it's just one day closer, I guess. Try to be positive, but uh, losing my mind. I'm in, I'm in the same boat, man. I've just been like doing stuff that I don't normally do and then shrugging and be like, oh, it's Super Bowl week and just seeing how much I can get away with. Um, you know, it's different here. I'm not surrounded by people, so I have to explain that I'm, I'm an Eagles fan, you know, up here in Canada. But, um, you know, still, you know, like how much free shit did I get, can I get? I You just test it. It's Super Bowl week, you know? Like, sir, that's a television. You got to put that back. But it is what it is, you know? I can imagine my, my boss like, hey, so how many sales do you have today? Uh Listen, yeah. Super Bowl week doesn't Super count. Bowl, yeah. Like this is not Super a you know actual work environment. I can't right? even I can't even talk to you right now, man. Super Bowl week, yeah, it's can't. Uh, clocked out last Sunday. Yeah, All I can just giving TVs to Eagles fans for free. I don't know what you guys do for a living outside of this, but I actually own a pizza shop, and I'm actually closing my pizza shop early on Super Bowl Sunday. That's, That's how yeah, yeah, you are. Hell yeah, like, you my are. man. I know it's the busiest day of the year, but I am going to close early, so That's I don't. A boss move. You know Make what you do? You some stuff. Take it home. You got to hire a bunch of Cowboys fans. Just hire a bunch of Cowboys fans because they're never yeah. in the Super Bowl, so they're never going to call out for Super Bowl. Or 49ers fans. They're still here complaining on Broad Street, I think. Oh, God, yes. Not one of my boys can name an eagle. Not one of them can name an eagle, but they all wanted to leave early because they all want to party and they all want to enjoy this. So, yeah. you know. Always. That's how it always is. But, yeah, I mean, li- listen, this is part one of our school special. Um, I text Eric and Morgan and Zach, and I was like, hey, like, you know, should we do two episodes? Should we do one episode? Eric's response was, um, what was the, the exact response? Um, I think it was something all along the lines of if sports talk radio can talk Eagles football 24 365, then why not us? So we should do, you know, one, two, three. I don't know how many podcasts we do. Let's talk all the way to Sunday. So, yeah, I signed, I signed my life away on a divorce paper this morning because it is some these these episodes that are coming up. Um, but, dude, I'm hyped. Um, first, before we get into the Super Bowl talk, let's let's talk about a little bit of uh, the sore mentality that has been going on with the NFL at, over the past couple of weeks. Um, first, the Giants, now the 49ers. I mean, is it me or is it like this? This feels too like not even high school feel like this. Like this feels really like just childish. Yep. Yeah, man. it's immature as hell. I, I mean, it's embarrassing, right? Robbie Gold now today, like, oh, oh if Jalen Hurts has to pass, it's like, bro, do you not watch the NFL? Like, I understand, and I'm not knocking you because you're a kicker. You're in the NFL, it's great, but maybe sit this one out. And Chris Sims, uh, you've never amounted to anything. You've only made it so far because your father. And the 49ers, they're just talking out their ass because they're pissed, man. Samuel, Ayuk, what is Christian McCaffrey next year going to be asking for an extra running back on the roster when he gets hurt? Well, you know, if they helped us more than the other team, we would have won. I imagine so. But believe it or not, your management and coaching staff could have decided to dress a third quarterback for that game 
elevated someone from the practice squad if there was one on your practice squad. But unfortunately, your team is run horribly, so you lose. <laughs> I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that all these people, they know that they could trigger Philadelphia so easily with their comments, their thought, the way they do everything. And what they're doing is they're using triggering us for more clicks, more mm. attention on them, whatever it may be. So I try not to – I ignore all that outside noise as much as possible because it, it's pointless. It's giving them more attention than they deserve at this point. I agree. They do. I mean, I think I think there's something you said for all the fans and all that, but uh, the players, like it just – it sucks to get beat in the way that Philly beats you. <laughs> Because it doesn't really matter. You can't really game plan for it. And and they you know, you see this high flying offense and you know, if you if you win in spe- or lose in spectacular fashion, you're like no no one really minds losing a like a nail bite of the Chiefs where they just kinda like get a get a Hail Mary or something like that. But it really sucks um to just get pounded into the ground. Uh coming in and you know, like it's it's been how many years, you know, the Saints come to town and they're the best run defense in the league and they pound them into the ground and Saints players wanna talk and then same, same with the Giants, same with the 49ers. Like, it just sucks to lose that way where I get it. Um, you know, the, I think it definitely would have been uh, – I don't, I don't know if it would have been close, but a closer game if Brock Purdy stayed healthy. Mm-hmm. But, shit, we broke your – like, the, the quarterback's broken, right? Mm-hmm. That happens in football. And it's not because uh, of some, you know, like intervention from God. It's because you decided to come in with a bad game plan and try and block the the best pass rusher in the league right now with a third string tight end, and your quarterback got broke. That sucks, man. It really does. But it's the nature of the game. It happens in college all the time, where you see starters go down, uh, and you know it's just the nature of the game. So to get beaten that way, and then and then again, you know, no one gets hurt in your defense. Fred Warner goes out for a bit. Um, you know, Nick Bosa gets you know nicked up a little bit. Uh, pardon the pun. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, man, they pound you in the ground. It sucks to lose that way, but you know, sore losers, they they. But somebody they had to lose, them. right? Like exactly. somebody probably- had to lose that game, and it wasn't going to be mm-hmm. Philly. Like they made it, they made it loud and clear. It wasn't going to be Philly. They could have oh. brought in Joe Montana, and he would have got his ass lit up. They couldn't protect whoever Jesus Christ himself could have been at quarterback, and he would have got laid out because I really don't care whatever narrative they need. Honestly, if you kept Brock Purdy in and he somehow magically stays healthy while getting demolished the entire game because mm-hmm. that part ain't changing, uh, yeah, you're going to catch a bigger ass whooping because we're not going to play so conservatively. I love it. Well, Hurts didn't throw for 250. Like, who cares, dude? We beat him by 24. Why do we need to put our quarterback in harm's way? If you don't know football, just say that. <laughs> yeah, you usually hear these kind of excuses from a team uh, or for a fan base, at least, when the when the game's close. Yeah. Uh, the Giants, 38-7, to didn't really hear much from them. But, you know, what were they going to say? That they were in the mix? They weren't. It was 38-7. to <laughs> Then it's Brock Purdy and the 49ers. Well, yeah, okay. It's cool that you had that narrative, the Mister Relevant thing. Um, it was the cute. defense. The defense was it is what it is, and and it was what it was as well. You didn't stop us, but you're still supposed to be the best. You know, it's a lot of if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle type of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and it's not like it's close. Thirty-one to seven. I said by eight. Okay. That, I think on the podcast that was the biggest margin of uh, the Eagles, you know, winning that game or whatever. Pick your team. It was by eight, and it ended up that I should have said twenty-four. So, I mean, come on, you don't make the excuses when the game's not even close. Protect, you can, we we could even say, hey, Devontae Smith didn't catch that pass, and mm-hmm. it didn't turn into a thing. Okay, we still beat you by a ton. Mm-hmm. Just protect your quarterback. That's all it comes down to. Yep. And, and who was it? Was it Chris Sims that said this week that that Jalen Hurts has got the easiest job in the world? You know, he he basically you could put anybody there. Well, if it was so easy to win when your quarterback gets hurt, or Gardner Minshew would have won those games. Exactly. And Brock Weird. Brady, if it was so easy to win in the NFL, and you don't need to be a great quarterback to win in the NFL, then Brock Purdy would be playing in the Super Bowl this week. Mm. Not Jalen Hurts. So, if he was so easy, bro, why has he only lost one game this season? I, I would be playing quarterback if it was so easy. Right. I mean, Chris Sims would still be in the league if it was so easy. Yeah. Yeah, it, Chris Sims, the thing that really – and I, I just said we shouldn't be triggered as Eagles fans. We're triggered right now. So, but I'm still so triggered about Chris Sims yeah. because 
He just he ha- he d- didn't just double down. He didn't just triple down. Every time Jalen Hurts plays better every single game, the Eagles keep winning. And he keeps doubling down over and over again with his opinions. Like, just admit you were wrong. Other guys have, other media members have said, I am wrong. Hey, I did three shows this year about all the things I said wrong about Eagles, Sixers, Phillies across the board. Just say you were wrong. You'd have more respect on your name if you just admitted you were wrong. Take it I, on feel, the I mean, I'm definitely wrong. I had a lot of confidence. Even let's go back to even before Hertz. I had a lot of confidence in Wentz. Boy, am I wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I, didn't, I didn't understand at, at the time. I didn't understand getting Hertz because it was just so sudden to me. And I wasn't really like sold that Wentz was as bad as, as he was, as he ended up. And then when that all happened, I mean, here we are now going, geez, Eric, it hits you like a bolt of lightning that Hurts is probably the best pick that's happened in a very long time for Philadelphia. Amongst a lot of the players that we have on the team now, when you look at the starting roster, I think yeah. it is mostly Philadelphia drafted guys. Mm-hmm. Eric, you, you might have said Wentz was great, but going into the 2020 season, my podcast episode I did ranking the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, I had Carson Wentz going into 2020 as the fourth best quarterback in the NFL. I said it loud and clear. He is the fourth best quarterback in the NFL. And I admit, I was wrong. Why can't Chris Sims just admit that he was wrong? No doubt. I said the same stuff, man. Carson Wentz had a lot of talent, man. (laughs) Well, they shouldn't. If they're going to get paid, they should be able to take it on the chin, and they shouldn't be able to get dog-walked like this. It's not me being triggered. It's me taking pride in knowing what I'm talking about. And these people... They clearly are showing they don't know. Today, I saw a post from Joe Banner, still pissed at himself for letting Dawkins walk. He says, what most people don't realize is that the Eagles would have been shut out in the first half if not for a missed call by the refs. So apparently, because of a missed call, the Eagles somehow scored 21 points on a missed call. Joe Banner, I had no idea. Had no effing clue. These people, they're truly... They're reaching, man, and it's they're the ones that are truly at this point triggered. And I agree with what Phil said. He knows that fans can get riled up, everything. What I love is that the players, the coaches, they're all taking it, dude. They're like the juggernaut, just getting hit and getting stronger every time. Keep keep saying that. Jalen Hurts hears it. Nick Sirianni hears it. They get it, man, and that's that's fine. Once you're, you know, fast asleep, we'll wake your ass up on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I mean, the fascinating part about this is Jalen Hurts' mindset. I mean, he was being interviewed today, and the, the quote that sticks out to me is, um, I had a purpose before everybody had an opinion. Like, dude, like, mm. that is the, the illest jab like, you could just throw to anybody. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, you guys can't. It's just pretty much saying you can't stop me. Like, you can say what you want, but sticks and stones can break my bones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's insane. And to see this kid just rise and, one, you know, be one of the more efficient passers in the league. Shout out to Robbie Gold. Um, this season, <laughs> and then two, like we have, we have the best pass defense in the league. So, what is Debo Samuel and Brandon yapping about? You weren't beating Darius Slay with your two catches. You weren't beating James Bradbury with your one one catch and your your, your cute trick play in um in the backfield. It wasn't happening. And the the sooner these teams realize that the Eagles are built for the long haul, like. Apparently, Jerry Jones hasn't gotten the memo, and he hasn't read Bleacher Report and God, God knows how long. But the Eagles are not only the one of the younger teams in the league, but they're built for sustained success. They have two first-round draft picks. Shout out to the Saints. They have A.J. Brown signed for four years. They have Devontae Smith for another four years. They have Jalen Hurts, who they're about to extend. They have Jordan Mailata. They have Cam Jurgens, who's um, who's mentored by the best center in the league this season and took a backseat without issue. Jordan Davis, the Kobe Dean, like you could go on and on with the the, the amount of talent on, on this team that it's gonna be a lot of like a lot of ugly faces, a lot of sore losers, you know, going on in the NFL for the next couple of seasons. Yeah, uh, look, I I said it last year when if you build around Hurts, you know all this, and I got into the offseason, Look, this is the cap space we have, the draft picks we have. These are the players, the exact players you need to add. They did Reddick, J- Davis, everybody. You got AJ Brown, the big name receiver. Okay. Oh, shit. We mean business, right? So we're going to win the Super Bowl, build a dynasty. Okay. I sounded like I was smoking a lot of crack before the season started. That's fine. Look at this effing team right now. And each week I've heard something like that, Brian. I'm telling you, 
every week it is, oh, well, they're not this, they're not that. And I have brought up the fact that, well, what about all the players 20 and under that are under contract? You talk about free agents. Well, you're not going to be able to sign players. Well, you're not going to be able to understand the cap if you don't actually learn it. So the fact of the matter is they said the same thing last year. And I explained to them, well, this is how it actually works is how you clear up space by restructuring, extending, cutting people who makes sense to actually cut before June 1st, after June 1st, all these things mm -hmm. come into play. And none of these people think about any of these. Oh, you just got it. It's like, all right, dude, let us handle it. We'll get this thing going because in the off season, I'm going to explain again why we're not going anywhere. And that mm -hmm. is going to be really tough for them after Sunday because, oh boy, not only are we winning this Super Bowl, but there are going to be at least, I, I'm telling you, I know it's crazy, but I could feel a few in the next five years because they are built the right way. The cap space, the draft picks, and don't think how he's just going to take off now and, oh, I'm just going to stop restructuring and opening up space and doing what I do the best. That's not going to happen. In the last two years, he's been listening to his scouts. We've been drafting well. I am very confident because of those two first-round picks. We have $5.4 million that will roll over in cap space right now. Cap's going up 16.6. That's 22 mil right now. We're going to fandangle some things. Do not worry. The Eagles are here to stay. The cap yeah. just doesn't exist for Philadelphia because no, you have Howie Roseman. He's a magician. But, but see, the thing with Howie Roseman, if you look back at that, that last Super Bowl team, you had him bringing guys that had Super Bowl experience to pair with the young team. We've got a really young team, and he's kept guys around this young team that has Super Bowl experience. So it's always important to have that youth, but have – you don't want – I mean, Jalen Hurts is, like, almost impervious to any, any pressure whatsoever. I mean, he's as cool as can be. But most people going into their first Super Bowl at 24 years old, a head – what's Nick Sirianni, 36, 37 years old, younger than me, you know – most most people would be nervous as hell, but you've got all these veterans mixed with all this youth, and that's the perfect. And that's you know I always say the cap management of Howie Roseman is actually his weakest trait. Everyone thinks it's his best, but his trading, his managing a roster, you know, of the perfect mix of you know veterans and, and youth and valuing positions of need, backup quarterback always important, offensive line, defensive line. The way he manages all that kind of stuff, look, that that's where Howie succeeds at even more. And Jimmy, just so you know, you aren't the only crazy one. I save notes. I take notes on my shows. Fifteen and two Super Bowl victory is what I did on the kickoff show trending in the AM. I Let's got my go. notes right there. I Let's didn't even believe go. myself. I did not believe myself. But I said that the notes and I said it. That's I believed season. it, man. You know how hard it was to I break had, down this offseason? I had them losing week eleven and week sixteen, and that was it. Let me tell you, I though, I yeah. wanted to punch myself in the sack every single week because this has probably been the most fun team I have ever watched. And every week I was trying to point out the greatness. And I'm not going to talk about the offseason I spent because I kept seeing the media. They're like, oh, we're switching defense. Hurts can't develop. So I had to spend the offseason explaining how a quarterback like Hurts will develop how this defense actually works and will dominate, how to explain how Howie will destroy. So everybody off the bat was negative. So it's like, Jesus. So big props to you, Phil, for standing through the fire because I know how much hate came my way for just trying that. Then the season starts. Well, you, you barely beat the Lions. Lions were much better than people thought. This team was very new with a lot of new pieces. And each week they continued to learn. This defense got better. And every week it was, well, you still got a fire cannon. Well, Hurt sucks. He can't. He's a running back. And it was just like, I'm going to. I'm going to punch one in the face because literally what I'm watching is one of the most effing fun teams I've ever seen in my life. And the fact that they are literally here, I know it feels good to you, Phil, because I, I, I'm literally like, ha, to every single person that went out of their way to tell me what I didn't know about this team, whether it be the defense or how we or hurts. It's like, well, you know, maybe next time just, you know, watch the video instead of following Chris Sims and Dan Cilio. I think oh god! Don't don't mention that name why, on this podcast. Why, why would you bring his name into this? Don't show? don't do that. The people they latch no. on to those opinions. Man. No, we're, we're, we're not entertaining why. that. We're, we we're don't moving talk on from about that. that on this we're show. not entertaining that that that. I, I, that I, I'm just saying. Can't, can't bring names <laughs> no. like that into the show. Yeah, no, no. Let, let, let's let's keep the good vibes going. What did we um, what did for we sure? The beginning of the year of Brian Morgan as far as the Eagles' record because I know we put that out. We got a lot of flack. Yeah, we we had a lot of flack for what happened. I think we had 14 and three, you know. Yeah, we had a That's lot of flack for that because we were like, me and Morgan and I were looking at it like, shit, like, we don't, like, this team really does, we don't see them losing on paper. Like, it makes sense.
But, you know, lo and behold, like, they, you know, they lost games that they lost. That's the key thing about this team. Like, now people realize that no team has beaten the Eagles. The Eagles have lost every single game. The Eagles have lost because of turnovers. They've lost because of time of possession. They've lost because of mismanagement on Gardner Minshew. They lost because of that, the, um, you know, the the missed call against the commanders. Uh, I think it was a face mask on Goddard, if I'm not mistaken. They've lost these games because of their own consequences, right? And now, like, I don't know. Like, it's just weird. Like, and we were talking about on last week's podcast is it's a weird, like, we expected them to be here. Yep. But we Hell still yeah. had that emotional investment. It was kind of like, yeah, like, oh, shit, like, our team's making it. Like, still crazy. Deep down, like, we expected them to be here. Like, we expected the Eagles to be on top at, uh, on top of the mountain at the, end, um, at the end of the season. And they're they're right on the cusp of it, which is phenomenal. Um, And then before we, we kind of just segue um, to, to actually talk about Super Bowl, there is a there's an event tonight, right? There's you know there's it's part of Super Bowl week, uh, NFL honors, MVPs getting announced, rookie of the year, offensive player of the year. A lot of people, you know, will say it was Pat Mahomes. A lot of people will say Joe Burrow should be in the, in the conversation. Why does Jalen not deserve this award? Is my biggest question. I mean, he came back, he came back and clinched the NFC title. He missed two games and the team looked completely lost. Like even, you even saw the leadership kind of just dwindling as well. Like players are starting to um point fingers at each other why does Jalen Hurts not deserve this and you know let's look at it from that point like, I I want us to be unbiased about this right because we, we all know he he should be the MVP of the league but looking from the, the perspective of others why does Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts does not deserve um the MVP award well I think the easiest answer for me is, first of all I think he deserves it because I bet him 22 to 1 five bucks before the season started I want to cash that ticket tonight so I have more money to bet on the Super Bowl but yes. the only thing that I can think of is Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes only had Travis Kelsey. He had Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, a 1,000 yards rushing. I mean, the best offensive line in football. He literally had, like, Jalen Hurts, if he did not succeed and get us to this point, there would be even more questions than there were coming into the season of, you know, is he the guy or not? Because he was given the talent to succeed. Patrick Mahomes didn't have quite as much talent to succeed, in my opinion, at least, you know, Mark uh, Scantlin, you know, Kadarius Tony, midway through the season, Hardman, you know, these guys are not, they're not on the level of the talent that the Eagles had. So that would be my only reason. If I was a voter, I probably would vote Jalen Hurts, but Mahomes, maybe in my mind, at least did more with less, if that makes sense. No, well, that's you- literally my answer. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I think very uh, talk, talking about like what we were just talking about um, and, and how the Eagles are kind of built for success. You know, you see so many times where teams will acquire someone, uh, you know, the Bills with Stephon Diggs, um, you know, the uh, the the Vikings with uh, Justin Jefferson. And, you know, the Eagles came in and had A.J. Brown and it's a credit to them that they didn't just do what the Vikings and the Bills did and force feed A.J. Brown. And I think that that's one of the reasons if if we would have seen that then Jalen Hurts might be a, a, a kind of shoe-in for that MVP. Um, but, you know, kind of what Phil was talking about is is the scheme itself. Like, the whole point of this scheme is that there really shouldn't be an MVP on the roster, right? Like, the whole point of this is that they spread the wealth. Um, you know, the Eagles added a player like A.J. Brown and were one of the best running teams in football, right? Like, the narrative is really hard to explain about how good Jalen Hurts was this season. Whereas, like, the Chiefs got rid of everyone because they're just like, okay, we're going to be – a Patrick Mahomes team, um, you know, similar how like again like the Vikings and the Bills like get they get a receiver and then don't throw it to anyone else. They don't support them, and I don't know why that's the trend in the NFL. Clearly, it doesn't win you many Super Bowls because the Vikings are out, the Bills are out. You know, obviously the Chiefs are competing um, after kind of scraping a win out, and and again that's just Mahomes' magic. Um, you know, credit to him. There's it's not really a conversation of why Mahomes doesn't deserve the MVP. MVP. He's had an MVP season, but. I just think that the way the Eagles play um, and why they're successful is because they're really not built to be that kind of team. And those are the kind of teams that win championships. So if it's a matter of Jalen Hurts not winning MVP and the, and the Eagles can win this Super Bowl and then be in the next one, who cares, man? Who cares? I, I think that's like spot on right there where I don't think Jalen, Jalen Hurts, every player wants to be the MVP in their league, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think Jalen Hurts would trade five MVPs to win this game on Sunday because I think he truly – what he preaches, I think he truly does believe. It's mm-hmm. the team, 
it's the, it's it's always the team and the and the patch on that jersey. I think that really really rings home to him. Well, that's why he is the MVP to me because of his leadership and everything what he brought to this team. How everyone I mean, because of him, A.J. Brown wanted to come here. People wanted to come play with him. You saw people rally around him as soon as Wentz was benched. So that goes to show you what he brings what off the field, per se. You know, that, that those intangibles he has. And, you know, his trainer, when I had him on before the last season, man, when he told that story about Deshaun Watson being on the TV and they're like, you got to trade for him, you got to blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'll turn this off. And Hurt said, keep it on. That told me right there. And then I'm like, dude, this dude wants to hear them talking shit about him. He want, dude, he takes it on. I love that mother. Dude, I love that kid. But we're here to talk about why he shouldn't. Um, that's because the NFL, you know, they hate the Eagles. And, you know, obviously this offense has built everything around Jalen Hurts. Without him, you don't have that RPO shotgun run. Dude, that sets up everything and destroys the defense. Oh, God, are you giving it to Miles? Is he running? Is it slant? Is it the deep? I mean, you have so much going on in your head. That has to suck. Now. Patrick Mahomes, man. That was literally going to be my answer. I was just going to say Patrick Mahomes. I mean, come on. That's the only reason he shouldn't win it. It's because this guy, they got rid of Tyreek. Sure, they have Travis Kelsey, who's phenomenal. What, he had like 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns as a tight end. So we all know who he is. But the receivers, you know, you brought in Juju. You got MBS. You have Kadarius Tony midway through the season, like you said. So nothing jumping off the page, you know. But uh, decent receivers. They are weapons. But Patrick Mahomes uh, has come out here. His tackles are not exactly the greatest against the pass rush. The interior is, but he finds ways to get the ball out quick, and he has the perfect coach to help him with that. So it's really the coach that helps him. So uh, if they want to give it to Patrick, I get it, but uh, it's Jalen. I almost have a question for the rest of you because I almost feel like an argument that Patrick Mahomes doesn't deserve it is that he – He's so good. Like, in my opinion, he's already a top 10 quarterback of all time. Like, he's almost expected, weapons or no weapons, expected to be this good. So That's almost good. is that to, an, a, to his detriment, maybe a, an argument to be made towards Hurts or towards, you know, Joe Burrow or whoever else, because he should be the MVP or in that conversation every year, just like Tom Brady was for a majority of his career. It, well, it feels it feels kind of like a Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers kind of conversation, kind of later in the career, where it's like Tom Brady was putting up these fantastic numbers, was leading the teams to Super Bowl all the time, and it was Aaron Rodgers that won it the last couple of times just because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. It's just the, there's a certain mystique and a magic about making crazy plays, and I think it's just again, it's just the fact that Eagles like how many how many insane plays do we see from Jalen Hurts, um, you know, against the 49ers? Like I think if you really have to. You really have to look. He he really did play well, um, but they don't jump off the page. There's that the Devontae Smith catch. Um, you know, there's some he was off on a few throws, but he still played a really, really good game. And you know, if you watch the film back, it's fantastic. But there's not those spectacular like Mahomes just kind of has a knack for spinning around six times and throwing the ball up. Like it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good play, but it works out. You know what I mean? And I think that's what really captures the eye of voters. I got a really dumb uh, idea about this, a really stupid idea about this. Um, And I think it has a little bit to do with health. Um, If Mahomes was not starting, how bad would the Chiefs be versus, you know, the Minshew Eagles? Because then you can really test the the judgment of, okay, how valuable to their team is Mahomes and uh, Hurts. And then you get a literal meaning of, MVP between those two players. But didn't, didn't Henny just put on like a 95 yeah. yard drive when he got hurt? Henny came just in that, and he ran the offense. Yeah, like 90 some yards. But you saw Minshew, like Jimmy has said it before, like the RPOs, they, they heavily rely on Jalen Hurts' ability, right? Um, And Minshew, they, they stuck with that scheme because they, they feel like, hey, it's working. Let's keep it. And it didn't work for Gardner Minshew at all because nobody sees Gardner Minshew. Nobody afraid of Gardner. Exactly. So my thing, like, I think, you know, and I agree with, with a lot of things you guys saying about my, my homes. But wasn't Mahomes MVP when he had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey? Yeah, he had weapons. He had, he, he had the weapons. He had, you know, um, That's fair. a Definitely. good Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at, at one point. Yeah, I mean, he had a good backfield between between um, rotational backs. So every every argument that they're using against Jalen is is an argument that should have been used towards past MVPs, if, if you ask me. I mean, call me, call me corny, but most valuable player in the league is the guy who's the most valuable to the team. That's the most valuable team right now is the Philadelphia Eagles because this guy only lost one game. 
facts. Like, like that's that's the facts. Like he only lost one game you know? in the Super Bowl. Like, how do you fight that? Oh yeah, but then, no, he lost one game. That's it. He just lost one game in the podcast. One game. <laughs> no, but then, but then you'll have everybody like on like in San Francisco who's like Jimmy Garoppolo is the MVP because if we had him, we would have won the Super Bowl. Now he's yeah. valuable. Each Brock year, Brady, something Brock Purdy only lost See? one game. See? See? Now- Chad Henney have won against the Eagles if he was on that 49ers team. Uh, <laughs> raise your hand if you did not know Chad Henney was still in the NFL. I, did not, I was shocked when I saw him. I did forget I, about that. I even though he had the drive. When I was in college, backup. I started yeah. college in the 90s, and I, I think he was in, you know, in the NFL in the 90s. I'm, I'm pretty sure. And that's how that's early was, 2000s, but yeah, he's been in the league. He's been around since like I mean, Pennington, Chad Pennington was still around when Henny was still around. Oh my right? god, Chad Pennington, holy like, Joey Harrington, dude. Joey Harrington, the lion. Wow, I could sling the football. Did you see him throw it against air? They should have learned a long time ago. <laughs> All Is right, Rodney so I mean, Pete's still in the league. Oh God, <laughs> oh, Rod, Rod, MVP. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. What show was his wife on? What show was Rodney Pete's wife on? Family Matters. Was it? It, it? Holly Robinson, right? Yeah, she was. On, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Man, she was on one of the. Again, I was, you know, I'm old, so. Me too, bro. I was on the TGIF shows back in the 90s. Hell yeah. Our, I'm just getting uh, dusty up here, so I forget. Them. <laughs> you remember the blockbuster in Hollywood video? Oh, yes, God. My, my, it, was, it was easy video or some crap like that. Um, We're, we're past the halfway, halfway mark, right? So it's time to talk Super Bowl. It's time to talk about the, the big game. Um, Well, she wasn't on, on Flaming Letters. I'm gonna Google search it. Which right was now. it? Yeah, somebody look it up, man. Um, Thompson, it's not... Thompson says family matters on the matter. <laughs> oh, I can it's see the talk... dude's face. Oh, I'm getting there. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. That's Mr. Cooper. I was gonna say Mr. Duncan. I don't know what the hell that is. That was Mr. Cooper. Oh my God, Mr. Cooper. Holy shit. Ninety-two. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. That's what it was called. Right. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Phil. We figured it out. Little little movie me uh, TV um fun fact trivia. Trivia, there it is. I was gonna say media. Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk Super Bowl. I mean, it, it's the biggest game of the year, right? It's the biggest game that we've seen since 2017, and probably a bigger game than what we saw in 2017. Because, like I mentioned to a lot of you guys, like this, this uh, there's more of an emotional into this team than there was for the 2017 team. Um, we could, I mean, we could, we could dissect this in many ways. I mean, position by position. I mean, a lot of people feel like it's only quarterback and tight end versus you know the whole unit of the of, of the Eagles, but Let's let's play let's play devil's advocate a little bit. Why you know why does Kansas City why does Kansas City win this game? They don't. Wow. Just gonna start Ooh, that off. Smart answer. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you why they can keep it close. I never, I never mind being the devil's advocate. I never mind being the one that's hated or says the bad things. Look, they lose. The, the Chiefs win the game and the Eagles lose. If the Eagles cannot get after Patrick Mahomes, if they do that dink and dunk. Three yard play here, five yard play there, 12, 12 play drives that eat up eight, nine minutes of the clock. If we cannot get home on the pass rush, we win this game. If my MVP for the Super Bowl, Hassan Reddick, gets three sacks. But if he's held in check because Patrick Mahomes doing what he does and two step drops, dumping the ball off, you let somebody like McKinnon catch the ball out of the backfield and beat Kazir White, that's going to be the reason the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl. It's going to be because they can't get Mahomes. I think I saw someone post the other day on social media that they lead the league in third down percentage you know, or converting third downs to the Chiefs. I mean, that's going to be where this game comes down because the Eagles have struggled to get off the field at times this year on third down. It's that, that, that crux of the game there. When we take the foot off the pedal, let the other team you know, get into their groove. Mahomes, Mahomes is a top 10 quarterback of all time. And if you let him do that, you let him get comfortable back there, the Chiefs are going to win this game. Now they're not, but that's how they do it. Yeah, to you know, kind of piggyback piggyback off of that. You know, you got to watch out, obviously, for that. Now I had mentioned earlier their tackles. Actually, both of them, Orlando Brown Jr. and Andrew Wiley, two of them are in the bottom four when it comes to pass rush win percentage. So they're giving up all cut. Now it's Patrick Mahomes, so he's elusive. He's getting out quick throws. So expect something I said earlier in the show today. My show was that you're going to see maybe 10 for 10 to start the game. But if it's only for 36 yards and they only get a field goal, great. 
So that what you need to do is tackle and execute on the play. Something we struggle with at times throughout the season. A lot of people wanted to fire Gannon when honestly it was the players not tackling. We were leading the league and missed tackles. It was a lot of really crappy stuff. I didn't like to see. We've cleaned it up. So I'm not mm -hmm. losing my mind, but you know, Phil had said it, you know, they use McKinnon out of the backfield. They use other weapons. It's not just going to be Kelsey. And if you allow them to get those little plays off on third down, you are missing tackles because these guys are very elusive. You're going to have a very long day. And that to me is how you keep it up. And what's so funny, Phil, is I literally go back to my show. I said, wouldn't it be crazy if Son Riddick wins MVP, goes back to Arizona, who drafted him, gets three sacks, forced fumble, two tackles for a loss. So I love where your head's at. But, dude. I think that is key. You got to get this pass rush going. The interior line's going to have themselves quite a task in those dude, Thune and Smith on the right side, and then Humphrey in the middle, all top three at their positions. Humphrey, number one center, ranked over Kelsey. Well, take it with a grain of salt, but they're good. So you get that pressure in the inside, allow the outside guys to feast. And, you know, he's going to try to move around, of course, Mahomes, but I really think we can get after him. But that will be an issue if you don't get to it. Um, I don't think we have issues with their defense. You know, I've heard, well, they're second in the team in the league in sacks. They were 15 sacks behind the Eagles. So almost one less per game. That's how good the Eagles were. But they honestly, most teams are passing against them. So they have a lot of opportunity to get to that quarterback. Chris Jones, their leading sack guy, is their interior guy. We're pretty strong in there, pretty strong outside. I think that we can destroy this defense because they're 18th. When it comes to yards per pass, um, I, I think for me, look, let's be real. They are last in the league when they give up pass touchdowns. Mm -hmm. We're going to see Hurts airing the ball out. It's going to upset these people big time. You know, he can't throw. He's going to throw for over 250 yards. But I think they keep it. Honestly, I, I'm telling you, I see a double-digit win here. But they keep it close if it's the, our defense not doing what they should do. I agree with Phil there. Mm -hmm. Isn't it crazy how confident we are about this team? Like, it's usually like Eagles are the underdog. You know, we have to earn the respect. And we still do. I mean, you, you still have to earn the respect of winning this Super Bowl. It's absolutely yeah. true. But you go into this and you're just like, I wouldn't be surprised that the Eagles just really went in on this usually juggernaut Chiefs team. Um yeah, I do think that the blueprint's already out there in the way that the Eagles could lose this game. It's turnovers and beating themselves. Yeah. That's, a, that's a constant trend. I don't think, and I think, and I think this is where it matters is defense. Philadelphia is not to be messed with, and I think the Chiefs are. Um, so when I look at the defense, that's kind of where this game is going to be won or lost. Now, is Mahomes good enough himself to overcome which? I think is the best defense in the league. This, you know, like that's because I mean the 49ers, you know, they're like, oh, this, this, this number here says we're the best. Yeah, well, no, oh, should have won with, because of that. Even even with whoever you want behind center, no, um, you're gonna you're not gonna win that game. I I really believe that if you want Mahomes to etch his his uh, name in greatness, he's gonna have to beat our Eagles team. For us, for everybody who's grown up having to hear everybody say oh maybe next year play mad and blah 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 about the super bowls it's finally our time tom brady's gone it's finally our time in philadelphia are you sure so the way that i feel that's the way that's yeah, exactly about the it. confidence that i have about this game now and the only way right like i i'm so confident that the eagles are winning the super bowl in my mind i'm going to place my bet tomorrow but if the Chiefs are to win this, I do believe you have to go back to the blueprint of how did they lose against the Commanders? Mm. There was a little bit of six uh, turnovers. There's a little bit of uh, you know officiating luck in there, but also turnovers. So there's that too. Mm. Okay. And this officiating crew I hear loves to throw the flags. Yeah, they, they love Eagles, the Chiefs um, too. Yeah, Eagles yeah. have a bad record with them. How you feeling, Mark? Uh, yeah, I feel good. I. I, I... You know, a lot of a lot of uh, what's been said is is you know what I believe it too. I th I think that um, if it's a close game, um, you know that's that's where there's not really a toss up, but the, the Chiefs have a chance. I think that you know I, I I've been asked like asked how I feel about the game. And I think you know either the Eagles kind of blow them out and it's not close, or if it is a close game, the Chiefs have a chance at some Mahomes magic, right? So um, I don't think there's 
a world in which the Chiefs can really blow out this Eagles team unless they just don't get off the bus, which, you know, just hasn't been a, a factor for the, the Eagles team this year. Like they, they've, they're prepared. The mentality's there. Um, I think, you know, what, what Jimmy was talking about um, is, is the one kind of schematic thing that the, the Chiefs might be able to take advantage of is the interior of that line is really good. Um, and then Mahomes' ability to scramble really does limit how often uh, Jonathan Gannon can go to that 50 front that he likes to play. Um, you know, you just – it's not going to be an Adam Kinsu chasing down Patrick Mahomes. It's not going to happen. Um, you know, so they're, they're going to probably use less of that 50 front, which gives the Chiefs the opportunity to run the football. And, again, we've talked about it, um, you know, with, with the Eagles is, is controlling the clock really does matter. Uh, it does play a factor. So um, the, the main defense they've used to really shut down teams, um, and then the 49ers are one of those teams, they just – you know, they dared them to run the football. Um, and again, they're, they're a different team than the Chiefs team. Um, you know, the, the Eagles don't have trouble against teams in the past game, but there's always that factor of Mahomes making making magic. Um, the other thing, too, is is just kind of that unknown factor of, of who's going to get the football. Obviously, you know about Travis Kelsey, but um, this is something that, that we had talked about with the Giants uh, when they were going into that matchup is, the ball gets spread around quite a bit. We don't really know um, who's going to get the football, and that's just always tougher to game plan for. I don't see it as a major issue, but um, obviously going into Super Bowl, you let to have kind of film of what what the other team likes to do. And, you know, last last game it was MVS kind of taking over, and who would have seen that coming, right? We didn't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see who's available for this game, who's healthy. Um, and then I just think that there's that, that slight uh, maybe opportunity uh, for, for the Chiefs to take advantage of the run game up the middle uh, with that great interior line and the Eagles not being able to pay that 50 front as much. But I, I just don't I don't see it, uh, again, unless unless it's a close game and, you know, there's some Hail Mary stuff at the end. Um, I do think that the Eagles just kind of have the, the edge. Okay. Um, and I, I, I get a lot uh, – I agree with a lot, of you, a lot of things that you guys said. I like how we we, we played devil's advocate a little bit, but you all – you know, the, the confidence of this Eagles team is just spewing out of your, your takes as well. Um, but, yeah, and, you know, I think if if the Chiefs do win this game, it's more so that the, the Chiefs broke the – they made the Eagles panic, right? Something we haven't seen at all this season. The Eagles have not panicked. They, they are probably the most poised team from top. Um, there is no panic in, in this offense. There's no panic in the defense. And and in order to make this team really lose, like you really have to like dig deep and actually just just like break the spirit of the team. Um, you're you know if if the Chiefs do want to win it, they're gonna actually have to you know dink and dunk it. Like that's I feel like that's the only way you, you have no you have no Tyreek Hill. Like you have no way they could beat the Darius Slay or James Bradbury. You have Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who's just a bully, you know, playing um, center field. And then you had to pass for us, the um, defense from the Eagles. That's just they're they're they have no 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 um no end in sight in their motor. Like their motor just doesn't stop. Um, so it would actually have to be Mahomes just beating the entire Eagles team. It's kind of like and it's, it's weird. Um. I feel like this this game would go one or two ways, right? It could either go Seattle versus Patriots, last um last play of the game decides everything, or it could go Seattle versus um Broncos, where it's just like you walk into the game a complete blowout, and you did like nobody didn't even know what the hell just happened, and they were facing one of the greatest quarterbacks in the game as well. So it's like the the the, the scales could tip heavily one way or another. It's not I just feel like there's no even killing this matchup. Like it's it's one extreme or the other extreme. Any given Sunday, bro. So I agree yeah. with you in that sense. But I think for me that the Eagles literally are the better team. And they come mm-hmm. out here. And I would honestly, if we win the toss, I'd kick it to them first. Dare them to come get some. Show them that we'll smack you right in the effing mouth. They go three and out or maybe just a couple first downs, maybe only a field goal. You, you feel good about that. They don't get a touchdown yeah. on that first drive. You go out, show that whatever points you're going to put up, we're going to match it. We're going to, with a touchdown each time, you show what this offense is made of. And I think Phil mentioned it earlier, you know, we'll beat you in a plethora of ways. It doesn't matter, dude. If you want to get beat in the ground, we'll do that in the air. But let's set it all up. So, therefore, they're scared of every weapon. They don't know where to look. And, dude, I honestly think this is a blowout in the sense that, Maybe they keep it close for a little while, but I think by the end of the game, though, we win this damn thing by two touchdowns. And if you get Mahomes rattled a little bit, 
and they're not clicking, it's that team that I think gets flustered very easily. You guys just mm -hmm. mentioned here, the Eagles don't do that, man. They're going to come out here. They're hungry, dude, and they're pissed. They've heard all the slander. So for me, I, I they're going to come out here pumped. I want to disagree there for one second with you, Jimmy, because I don't think Patrick Mahomes gets flustered to an extent. Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarter. We're all, I, I agree. I've There's seen it. The Eagles win double digits, but we are going up against Patrick Mahomes, one of the best. Oh, don't get me wrong. He's one of the greatest ever, but I've if, seen him get flustered. Eagles jump out to a 14 nothing lead. Just say, we have seen this Eagles team give up leads to lesser quarterbacks and coaches than Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. So that, mm. that experience factor there, they're never going to feel like they're out of the game. That's why the Eagles offense is far superior to the Chiefs' defense. But the Chiefs' defense could. I mean, the Eagles' defense is the best in the game right now, but that Patrick Mahomes factor, they're never going to be out of the game. That's why when I bet MVPs on this game, I bet three Eagles defensive players to win MVP. I know it doesn't happen often, but I bet three defensive players because for the Eagles to win, whether it's by three or by 14, it's going to be because the defense has to come up huge to stop Patrick Mahomes, not once, not twice, yes. multiple times throughout the game. I honestly and, don't think they have to do anything huge or crazy. I think they just stay who they are. They are the number one team in the league. And I know Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest. So is Tom Brady, but I've seen Tom Brady get rattled. So we're the kind of defense that can do that and will do that to anybody. So for me, Patrick Mahomes will get rattled and we will smoke his ass. Feeling that you're out of the game. There's, there's two different things. Patrick Mahomes might get rattled for a play or two, but Patrick Mahomes will never feel like he's out of the game. Oh, no, but my yeah. point is that he'll never be back in the game because we have Jalen Hurts. So for me, you just keep building on that. They never come back, dude. That's my look. That's my opinion. And if you get after him like you've been able to do, you keep hearing, well, they never played the Chiefs. Well, guess what? The Chiefs haven't played a defense like the Eagles. I'm just overly confident in this defense. I know I've heard the slander all year, but I'm telling you, they're going to come out hungry and they're going to whoop that ass. Away from Mahomes, who would be another chief or the second chief, if you will, that you would say has the biggest impact and maybe against the well, Eagles. you know, Kelsey Frank Clark. Well, in my well opinion, it's Frank Kelsey, Clark. but like, okay, Kelsey might be a little bit of an actually right. a not Kelsey, it's McKinnon, answer. it's McKinnon then because well, you know what? I was gonna go, so go ahead, Phil. Yeah, it's either gonna be who's gonna cover Kelsey, is it gonna be Kazir White? Or Chauncey Gardner Johnson because the other is going to have to cover whoever's coming out of the backfield. Mm -hmm. And I have been the, the my feeling the biggest weakness on this defense is Kazir White, in my opinion. And I don't trust him having to make the big stops in the big moments against Travis Kelsey or McKinnon or Pachero. I've seen him, he had a great first four or five weeks of the season, but if you really check it out, he missed a lot of tackles and missed a lot of assignments throughout the second half of the season. I just don't – I don't – I worry about that one spot of this defense. I Yeah, I, I think in general the, the Eagles have had trouble against bigger bodies in tackling. They seem to be able to get the little guys on the ground uh, just because they are so fast. And, and again, you're right, absolutely right, because you're white. Um, missed some tackles and stuff like that is probably one of the better cover linebackers we've seen in Philly for the last little bit. It's yeah. pretty incredible. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. And, and it kind of segues into – to what I think might be the X factor is the Eagles have kind of not have to show their hand for the last two weeks. So Gannon's got all these things drawn up uh, and Sirianni's got all these things drawn up that he didn't yep. even have to break out. Um, you know, there, there's been, yeah, there's, I mean, there's going to be a Philly special, a Philly, Philly special moment. Like there's going to be one of those moments where it's just like, you know, you want, you want to break this play out and it's like, you probably don't need to, but Hey, it's a Super Bowl, Right. And there's, there's so many of those plays and defensively, like, it was so vanilla as soon as Brock Purdy got hurt. So mm -hmm. vanilla. Um, yeah. And you're going to see robbers. You're going to see stuff. This is what Gannon does. This is what Sirianni does. They give you 100 different looks, and they run the same stuff, and they make it really hard for you to figure out what's going on, and then they wait for you to make mistakes. You know, we saw this defense cause so many turnovers. I, like Chauncey Gardner Johnson, taking nothing away, from, nothing away from him, but most of those interceptions were thrown right to him because mm – -hmm. The quarterback didn't know what was going on, and and he just got a break on the football. Now, granted, he he breaks like lightning on that football. Don't get me wrong, um, but the plays are there for him to be made. Those are drawn up. Don't don't take 
anything away from Jonathan Gannon on those interceptions. He knew exactly where the quarterback was going to throw the football, and he and he put John, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson or Reed Blankenship. He comes into the game two plays later or three plays later, he's got an interception. This is not, this is by design. And they know how to drive, bro. Exactly. Exactly. There's been two two weeks where they haven't had to show any of that. The Chiefs don't have any film on the, on who the, the Eagles want to be in the playoffs because they haven't had to be. And so I think that the the only real game breaker, like I think that like McKinnon, these players like Pacheco, stuff like that, like sure, um, they're good, but there's gonna be a scheme in place to stop those kind of things because they don't do that much. They don't like have that second thing where they you know like Christian McCaffrey like you, you think of him as speed back you're gonna do things to stop a speed back and then he breaks four tackles and goes for a touchdown like stuff mm-hmm. like that happens there's no one on the Chiefs outside of Travis Kelsey that's kind of a game breaker in that regard and if the Eagles can't tackle Travis Kelsey we've seen him so many times pick up 60 yard touchdowns and all that stuff and and that right there is all the momentum just like Phil was saying that's all the momentum the Chiefs need to believe they have a chance in this game and and you just can't allow that kind of stuff. So gang tackling, get to the football, punch at the football, create fumbles. Um, you know, I want to see Jordan Davis running forty yards downfield to tra- tackle Travis Kelsey. Not that I want Travis Kelsey <laughs> running forty sick. yards downfield, but <laughs> but those kind of effort plays are really what's going to make the difference. And yeah. the Eagles got guys on the defense that are going to do that. Uh, combined with the fact that the Chiefs really don't know what they're game planning for right now. Um, you know, it's a guessing game. They're going to do what they do best. Um, and you know. They they kind of br- had to bring all of that stuff out against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. So and the isn't, Eagles, it, isn't it crazy that we have yet to see a complete game by the Philadelphia Eagles? Like I at all? Like to. all year? I yeah, need to. That, it's the crazy and it, it, like right there. You said like there's they still have tricks in their bag because they haven't had they haven't had to dig into their playbook and say like we need right. to throw this out there. Like no, it's just they just been vanilla with it. And now you have a, you have a chance to just you know just mix it up and it, it's exciting. Um, just as exciting as um as his next part is for our, for our guy Eric, who's fi- oh. this is his favorite part of the show. Um, I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast we are having two two episodes, right? So this is the first one. The next one's me on Saturday at seven o'clock. Um, so Morgan and I are refraining from predictions, but but it does stop Eric. Um, so Eric, if you want to kick it off, or Phil or Jimmy, give us your predictions for for Super Bowl Sunday. Let Eric go there. Yeah, I want to go. Uh, you know, just just kind of shooting off the hip here uh 34 23 philadelphia close to mine so i mean it's like you know what's that 10 11 yeah 10, 11 points perfect that yeah that's that sounds about right to me as i don't think it's going to be necessarily a blowout blowout i do think it'll be more than uh one possession um and i think it again it comes back down to every single every single thing we've mentioned about the uh the parity of the defenses at the at the end of the day um, and that's and that's saying that score ideally that the Philadelphia Eagles keep you know keep it chill on the turnovers. So yeah, uh 34-23. Love it. You wanna go, Jimmy? Go ahead, Jimmy. Uh 38 24 is what I've been saying here. Um I, I have us by two touchdowns here. I think it could be close for a little while there until we really start. A lot of the times the Eagles have such a deep rotation that uh, you know we can really gang up on people, but you know, they run a hurry-up offense. Andy Reid, like, these guys are well aware of what we are. I know, you know, they don't have much tape, which is great. So that is the one key thing we have here where, you know, someone was mentioning to me, like, oh, they're going to come at you. Like, I know they use bunch formations. I know they love to use 13 personnel. They use a lot of disguise on their offense. They put people in pre-snap motion. There's so much going on that they're trying to figure out about your defense. Well, guess what? Jonathan Gannon, as Morgan had mentioned, built this defense to be able – to shut down teams like this, Ben, don't break. I'm very confident in this team, so I'm sick with that 38-24, I think. And honestly, I've been saying I might go the Eagles scoring 40 and them only keep it in around 20. Uh, put some money down last week on a 20-point win. I'm getting a little ballsy here and thinking about doing it again. That's wow. ball. I don't think that happens, but I, I'm kind of starting to feel that confident that, man, we get out here, get Hassan Reddick starts whooping ass like I think he's going to. This offense keeps rolling. I really think this could be a great game. What probably the greatest game we're ever going to watch as Eagles fans. All right. So I normally save my final prediction for Friday, trending in the AM, you know, morning, okay. I go every day. So if whatever I say here, if I decide tomorrow morning to change it, <laughs> I am. It's fair. That, I do it all the time. that is my official prediction because 
I normally change it about five times on Friday morning every <laughs> yep. single week. No but then once I stick to my final prediction, I stick to it. So I, I'm thinking of two things really right now. Okay, and I've had two different numbers bouncing in my head. And, and the first the thing I keep going back to is this Eagles team, in my opinion, because of Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts, there's no pressure on them. And I mean, they feel that they're gonna this is the new norm. That that whole phrase we used to use. This is the mm-hmm. new norm. They expect to be contending for Super Bowl appearances every single year now. So there's no pressure on them. The pressure is on the Chiefs to lose to the system quarterback or this guy that can't throw the football. The pressure is there. So I agree. Everybody wants to say that it's going to be a blowout. I keep going back to this number, 34-21. But then I keep thinking, it is Patrick Mahomes, it is Andy Reid, and it is Travis Kelsey. So I keep saying, is it going to be 34-21 or is it going to be 34-30? The Eagles win. The Eagles cover the spread no matter what. But I guarantee one of those two scores is my final, final, final prediction. Because <laughs> chicks dig scars, glory lasts forever. That's right. Do you know who said that? Falco. No. That's right. Sure. There oh, he is, wow. right there. There's, there's Sugar Shane Falco. That's hilarious. Right there. Yeah, Falco. The That's replacements, my right? It's my favorite jersey I got right there. That's great. <laughs> I'm gonna love that movie too. But yeah, I, I was I was I was getting close to say my prediction, but I'm gonna hold off like I promised. Um, but first and foremost, you know, Phil, Jimmy, again, we appreciate you guys coming on um, and joining us for this for this um this late night pregame show. Uh, Phil, for the people that that follow us that don't follow you, if you don't mind, just you know, Absolutely. telling them where to, where to catch your stuff at, and then Jimmy just follow suit. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I host Trending in the AM every single day of the week, 8.30 a.m. on DSM Media. It's on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, all those sites, at DSM underscore media, 8.30 a.m. live. We take all your comments, questions, thoughts, everything like that. And, and I got to say thank you, Brian, you guys having me on. I mean, it, it really must have been a big drop. You guys had Eagles wide receiver, Zach Paschal on last week. And then you go to Jimmy and I. I mean, that that's quite the Legends! That's, that's hey, the we're still going to be here next year. Or we're on the same level. I don't know, but I appreciate that. But, yeah, DSM Media, 8.30 a.m. every single day, trending in the a.m. Hell, yeah. It's all part of the flipping the birds family, man. That's right. Yeah. Well, look, Phil, you got to look at it as we're up there with the Eagles we're, players. We're that's how much. We're with Zach Pascal. That That's mm-hmm. it. But, but, hey, Jimmy, before you go, let's see if we outdraw Zach Pascal in viewership for this show. That, that That's that's the now big Now we're talking. <laughs> love it. I love it. But a big <laughs> shout out to Phil. Always nice seeing you. And of course, to Brian, Eric and Morgan. A pleasure always coming on. Thank you for having me. A pleasure talking to all you guys out there watching. Thank you for tuning in. But uh, my name is Jimmy Smith and you can find me at OTR2Victory on Twitter. I have a YouTube channel with uh, it's called On the Road to Victory with Jimmy Smith. Oh, crazy. But uh, break down everything from the injury reports every day to it's it's every day we break down everything top 10 matchups were today well it was 12 uh but all that great stuff if you're obsessed with the eagles just like these guys you know just sharing the love talking birds but uh tomorrow i'm actually gonna have on gabe brangle from the bo bro barn again we're gonna try to get people excited again about jalen hurts and this team I think this time people are gonna be a little more on board so excited about that hope that you guys all tune in but uh dude Thank you again. I'm ready to run through walls just talking about this, man. Can this game just uh, get here? But uh, thank you again, and go birds. Let's yeah, go. We, we definitely appreciate you guys coming on. I think, you know, the, the idea of the of these two shows was to kind of – listen, everybody knows the big wigs, right? Not a lot of people are a fan of the big wigs out there that, you know, that report. Um, But I think it's more so just show appreciation to, to the guys on Eagles Twitter that bust their ass day in and day out and do the things that people – don't dare to do right you know you, you got to be bold and i feel like you know these two are are definitely part of the group of people that are bold enough to to stick their neck out and say what they want to say and go about it um their own way so that's what, you, what you're getting from flipping the birds from tonight and on saturday night i did get to bring somebody back on saturday night that i will not say today um but it's been a tough tough time to get him back on a podcast because he's the most busiest guy that's not in philly <laughs> you get my drift but yeah, we um we appreciate you guys for for coming on. We appreciate the, the the love and um and support as well. Make sure you guys follow their shows. I love training in AM. I love Jimmy knows I love to rate his show. Um, so again, respect to you guys. 
On the flip side, we're flipping the birds. Brian Cameron, Eric Reese, Morgan Burkett, and we'll see you guys on Saturday night before the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.